Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah, we do. Well, I guess we got to thank Dash Mortgage and You First Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm. So what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA, VA, refire, jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen. Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry. Nice. Dash mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right. Just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then? That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so you're a real estate agent too? You know this. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home, or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor? Yeah. I didn't quit my day job, Lennon. I still, I still work for Ruka. <laughs> okay. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call her office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage? Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 01993245. Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that? Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An in- exclusive, inclusive, all-inclusive... Boutique boutique hotel on the beach, waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's where I saw late night Lar get shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels, but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer poolside, killer food. Top of the line chefs, you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. Community, uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the uh, at the house. Um, there's ping pong table. There's horseback multi- riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah. So it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying? 
Bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're gonna get 200 bucks off a selected uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, sign me up! This is insane. Mark and Dave's. Welcome, friends and family, and all you surf fans out there to the Late Night and Chalky podcast. Today we are with Chad Wells, a longtime Quicksilver team manager slash activation. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Is that close? Yeah. Consumer activation manager. Consumer active. Yeah. There's just new titles uh, popping up here and there and everywhere with the with the world of social media and <laughs> the way. The world works now. Yeah. But welcome, Chad. Chad's, yeah, a, Chad's a longtime friend, and uh, we're stoked to have him on the show. Yes. So local local ripper, longtime you know shredder, Quicksilver ambassador. You, you kind of wear many hats over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy uh, to even think that I started in that place in 2003. Uh-huh. And it just seems like a million lifetimes ago. Yeah. yeah. So before we start there, let's start at the beginning. How old were you when you first started surfing? Uh, first surf was as five years old. Whoa, five? And my brother, yeah, uh-huh. my brother Jeff took me down to San Onofre. I think my mom drove <clears throat> my brother and his friends, and uh, <laughs> and they, they threw me out there and like pushed me into a whitewater. I think I popped up to my feet and face planted and when I opened up my eyes I saw rocks and it scared the shit out of me and I didn't surf till I was 11 yeah no way <clears throat> I swear to god that happens a lot like you know six year hiatus six year hiatus scared the shit out of you that in, bad in the interim I was a hardcore body surfer yeah didn't boogie board didn't mess with that shit just straight body surf but you're still stoked on going to the beach and hanging yeah. out it's just like for it yeah how much older is your brother Five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. Was he tripping that you wouldn't get back in the water? Like well, I think he heckled me every year until I started surfing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me. <laughs> like gnarly. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, little brother syndrome. You just yeah. cop it. You cop beatings. You cop verbal freaking abuse. Yep. It just it's yeah. never ended. Hey, That's... Jay, climb into the back of this uh, sleeping bag head first. <laughs> okay. And then just get pummeled. <laughs> yeah, Claustrophobic. Right? I can't picture Kev oh, beating you him up. Him and his dude. friends were brutal. <laughs> Anyways, but I got I got I got teased a lot because I boogie board in there all surfers and I'd stand up on the boogie board and they'd be like, "Well, why don't you surf?" And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> "That that though is is a friction." Yeah. No that was fins. a long time from uh, being traumatized. Yeah, that's mm. crazy. So then, uh, when we, I was 11, so this would have been about the summer. Did of, you skateboard in between? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay, skateboarded my freaking balls off. I loved it. Yeah. I even like went from ball bearings to like precision bearings. That's how old I am. <laughs> wow. And uh, so 11, I think my brother got me a, a surfboard for Christmas. It was a 5'4 Harbor 20. I remember it distinctively. It had these killer black rails, black fins, glass on 20, swallowtail. Brand new? Brand new. Christmas present with these killer like pin line kind of uh, gray. So wow. it's black and gray. And then I could not ride as a total coup. <clears throat> so then... Wait. So <laughs> your, your brother said, I'm going to get him back into surfing. You, you yeah, had got my, got my mom in to get me a Christmas present of a surfboard. 
And you hadn't surfed at all. Hadn't surfed. But, but you, I, I but think I was alluding to the fact like, hey, I'm ready. Okay. So my brother got a boner and freaking got my mom to tee up this board. They probably ordered it. Obviously, they ordered it custom at Harbor. <clears throat> and That's then, an amazing Christmas present, man. <laughs> I was freaked out. Get this board. Can't ride it. It's 5'4". I'm like, just a total coup. So then um, my dad, so my mom and dad divorced when I was like five, I think. So my dad, out of the blue, drops off this like mini Malibu, like eight foot piece of shit. <clears throat> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I ride that thing, and in the span of like three weeks, I'm like doing climb and drop, like pumps down the line at like crabs. Wow. Crabs jetty, and I'm like, fuck this thing. I'm over it. Yeah. Graduated. Yeah. Got off it, but I tried to ride the 5.4, still couldn't ride it. Too, still too much of a kook, and the gap from the eight footer was still too gnarly. <clears throat> so then my brother got this, um, God, what was the guy's name? It was uh, Ocean Motion. I remember the, la- the last name was McCulloch, but I can't remember the first name. And um, it had a hole drilled out of a bin. It was a single pin. Pintail. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there was wow. like a, a weird hole in the fit. I don't know why. So he gave me that How thing. big was the hole? Shane Ch- Haran, like, like a kind silver of... dollar. Yeah, just some weird, awkward cut hole. Huh. And a glass-on box fin, like freaking fiberglass <clears throat> or not a not a fiber, fiberglass fin box but with a weird hole like kind of in the base that's like, a trip yeah it was weird but whatever fuck i wasn't gonna could have been yeah Sh- i ain't, Sh- I ain't splitting adams here i'm like just cooking it trying to learn how to like go down the line and maybe like turn if i'm lucky so then i get that thing mastered <clears throat> but then i still can't ride the five four i'm still too much of a coup so then i basically take over on my brother's five eight twenty twice the volume freaking learned everything on that thing wow like learned how to do roundhouses floaters and then i was like boom i'm ready for the five four and by the time i started riding the five four i was too big for it (laughs) (laughs) yard sale after just putting that thing on ice (laughs) so then we had to go buy me a new board and i remember they had like fluoro pink rails with this blue fade belly channels 20 and uh i rode that thing into the dirt that was kind of like the beginning. Awesome. Yeah. So growing up in Seal, what I mean, I mean, there's different parts of the beach that break better at different times of the year. But were you that down at uh, like the the jetty more? Or I, or, I or learned or at River. Learned River. At River. Yeah. Randomly enough, learned how to do a full roundhouse at Warm Water Jetties in Carlsbad on like a trip with my neighbor. Mm. Brought that act back to River, and <clears throat> then kind of like would do the river crabs thing and then got good enough to do north side and then i remember actually while i had that single fin i used to surf. i didn't have a full suit so i used to surf in the winter in trunks so i lasted, wow. I lasted like freaking 20 minutes a session i was hopeless oh so then um i try i remember after school i tried to paddle out on a bombing day on south side and the lifeguards are like uh, surfer <laughs> please turn around and bring it back to the beach <laughs> never lived that one down my brother heckled me like straight for like a year Dude, I heard you got called out by the lifeguard. Like, just <laughs> wrecked. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was way back when. That would have been like 82. Wow. So, backtracking a little bit, you, you graduated from that... 5'8 to the 5'4. Back to, to the 5'4 and then got another 5'8. Like, brand how, new long, how long was the time frame? Like, was it... I think this is couple like months, the span... This is the span of... Um, Probably a few years, like three. 
three years. Yeah. So on the five eight, and everything then... moved super fast back then because it was yeah. right at the time when I got the surfboard, got the full surf stoke boner. I quit all sports. <clears throat> And I remember the coaches were just like, what are you doing? I'd just be like, nah, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Surfing watch, it. Watch like baseball games. Like we'd lose baseball games and watch the coaches just tear kids apart. Like you're the reason we lost. And I'd be like, oh yeah, this is no. Yeah. yeah. It's not so not cool with me. Yeah. So that, that turned me off on team sports. So the surf thing was just like, oh yeah, this is where it's at. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty appealing when you don't need a sparring partner. You don't need a coach. You don't need... You just need equipment, like a board, yeah. Well, and wetsuit in most cases, but obviously your parents missed that note. But uh. <laughs> well, and then like then you kind of start to kind of get good. Yeah, and I still yeah. couldn't sit by the pier. You know, people knew who my brother was. And yeah, no, you're back of the line, Grom, straight up. Like so, out. back then, uh, remind us who who was hierarchy. running it. Yeah, who was who was like the mm. top. Enforcers and so it'd be like Chaz, Chaz, Chaz Wickwire, Dave Sowers, my brother. Yeah, um, god, there was Sardellas, Matt Bettis. There was just this whole crew, like that generation of guys was rad. Morgan, <clears throat> the late great Mike Morgan, but yeah. the two biggest dudes were Jamoke and um, Jamoke? Gary, Gary Eves. Yeah, this guy and Mike Manning. So they were huge, they're like the twin towers. So they would sit the furthest out the back and get all the bombs. and and then like the Chazes, like those guys were kind of like the, the hot shit. <clears throat> so they kind of ruled the lineups and then all of it just filtered down like Brad Nadell, Ronnie Mullins, yeah. freaking like my generation was Donnie Strack and this guy, Scott Fitzgerald. So we were just kind of like the Groms just kind of pecking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how it That's... used to be that way back in the day where, you know, the oh, lineup had a, a hierarchy. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, sure. I imagine HB was even the worse same. Yeah. because there's two sides of the pier. Yeah. yeah. Even though Seal had two sides of the pier, the players basically were the same. Yeah. But for sure, HB, I mean, you had a way bigger city with a lot more bigger players. Yeah. So yeah. I can only imagine, like, Keenan, Ryan Keenan was just telling me his, like, first little cherry pop, like, Bud Long just drug him out there. Hey, like, you're, you're up. You, uh, you paid your dues. Let's do this. That's cool. <clears throat> so, I mean, same thing for me in a sense, but it was just like you kind of graduated there. But I mean, we're sitting there and guys are just like, I know who your brother is. Yeah. I tomatoed his face. <laughs> and I will tomato your face, Grom. Go down the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, I don't even know what tomato face means. <laughs> Okay, like you're way yeah, bigger. They weren't they weren't embracing the next generation, like no. helping you helping you evolve your, no. your craft and your surf. Like they're like No, they were my way. Step Beat on it. you, keep you down. You're just another little piece of shit that's gonna paddle to their inside and take away it. But. Dude, imagine <clears throat> being a dude from Long Beach, <clears throat> inland Long Beach, like myself, trying to surf in Seal Beach. Yeah. Hey dudes, can I change your racks or anything? Like, what, what do you need me to do, bro? You guys are like Northside for life. <laughs> oh, dude, we, Frank Corona. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously, uh, right? Ready to bone. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, it's funny to hear that, you know, that hierarchy. And I remember David Sowers was like, for me, he was like the number one dude out there for, for a while mm. when I first started surfing. Like you hear that little squeaky voice. Yo, yeah. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie was definitely gnarly. Yeah. And getting no, better, was, better. Seal was like this weird little microcosm. You just had a 
kind of like, I, I want to say it still is in a sense that <clears throat> even though when the waves aren't breaking, it's a microcosm, but now it's just blown out. It's freaking everywhere. But yeah. Back Remember? then, it didn't seem like a lot of people were coming there to surf, you know, because if seal was good, usually everywhere else is pumping. Yeah. You know, so it was like you kind of yeah. saw the same players over and over, season after season after season. So you kind of get to know everybody. So from there, I, I just had a flashback of all the all the Groms with their harbors and the yeah, cartoon the characters. Shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stamps with the Kermit. Yeah, Stamps the with the Kermit. And then uh, Donnie, had Donnie, had, Sam. Donnie had uh, Snoopy. Okay. I don't know how, who had Yosemite Sam. Yeah, I remember seeing Yosemite Sam, but everybody, all the, the Groms that were ripping had cartoon characters on the bottom of their boards. It was funny. That's awesome. I didn't have that. No. Because <laughs> I wasn't ripping. <laughs> no, for sure so, I wasn't. So when did uh, you finally start ripping and pick up a sponsor? Jeez, I don't even know. Sixth um, grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. It's funny because like, <clears throat> hanging out with like across the street from Jay's house, and now we're going to like the late 90s probably, Yeah. when Rydog lived with D-Bob. Uh-huh. So I mean... There's like that whole time of my life where Ryan was my sparring partner for probably a good five or six years. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, and I was a total underachiever slash <clears throat> nowhere near in the league you guys were, but just stoked to be hanging out. No, for sure. <laughs> but I would say, I think I kind of got it right around my senior year of high school. Like kind of like, oh. Where'd you go to high school? But I just had this narrow stance and just sort of felt weird. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did one semester at HB, and then they quit bussing us to Huntington. Oh. So then I got nuked and had to go to Los Angeles. Hmm. So you only had one semester? I had one semester, and I was all like, gung-ho, surf team's going to be sick, surf in the morning, like, get a ride with Stamps and freaking Damon Heinrich, whatever, and then poof, yard sale, I don't have a car. <laughs> so, what a bummer. Yeah, so then I did Los Al for like three and a half years, and that was just uh, interesting. But yeah, it was cool though. My mom would sign me up. I'd freaking go PE first period, and I'd tell my PE teachers like, "Hey man, I surf. Like, you know, PE is kind of dumb, and this is what I do. And I do try to do comps, and they were just like, cool, you know, just freaking have your mom write you out. Yeah, wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So it was kind of it worked out. So you got me. to kind of skip first or zero period or whatever, yeah, and go so to the I'd beach. Show up at like ten, get to. Did surf, so have a surf team? Back they did. They did. They yeah. had like some weird team. We did. Um, YMCA comps. Wow. YMCA, yeah. And then, like, one of my, like, random claim to fames is I beat Rub-A-Dub in a comp. Yeah! <laughs> Rub-A-Dub! Awesome. <laughs> did, did, so, w- did your brother take you, like, once you got it, you were, like, surfing, and he was obviously older, was he taking you up and down the coast to surf, like, spots? No. 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 Fucking just... It was a distance. Beat it, Grom. Yeah. <laughs> I got you started. That's it. He, he, gave, he gave me the good shove off the dock, and then that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> but then me and my friends, we were, we were just we were doing it. I remember my first time I went to the uppers. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I was like, whoa, look at these waves. They're so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, you could do more than one turn. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, oh, they're so soft, too. But yeah. it just kind of keeps going. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was even before the left came around. Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. And then I remember my first sessions in HB were like Golden West Street. Yeah. And I was like, she this does. place is amazing. Yeah. Like Huntington's rad. It's, it's crazy because, you know, when you think about it, Seal Beach 
on the totem pole of waves, right? Like quality and consistency and just, you know, power, it's way down there, right? Like it can get don't get me wrong. I mean yeah, yeah, South Side, yeah. but when you when you when you're like a Grom and you're you oh, know for sure. You you start branching out in other places, you know, you're like, holy shit, like this wave has power. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> I'll tell you, Seal for a mile of beach has the most dynamic it's diverse yeah yeah it's, it's the most dynamic surf spot with one mile of beach like you got the warm water jetty that's like poor man's malibu it's just yeah this mushy thing yeah then if it's big you get the left on the other side yeah that's like a you know novelty but full novelty <clears throat> the crabs jetty was its own wave back then because yeah. the jetty was long now it's like yep. a stump so that was like a whole nother thing it'd be like a little jetty wedge and then you've got north side like the, all the peaks from like Second Street all the way to the piers like Blackies. It's all this thin-lipped kind of, yeah, kind of bend it, you rippable stuff. And then South Side's just, you know, it's, it's like, a gladiator wave. Yeah, it's like the yeah. it's like cylinders for five streets. And yeah, and you've got the biggest, the, the biggest, mushiest, easiest fifteen-foot wave to ride. Yeah, <laughs> And then if you're like super gnarly, you paddle out to the Oil Island and go ride the thirty-foot Mushburger. Mushburger, <laughs> yeah. A lot of paddling. Can you imagine foiling that thing? Like, Kai Lenny would connect it to, like, the shore rig and Seal Beach. It'd be nuts. Yeah. It'd be nuts. It'd be nuts. So, so Seal Beach is notorious for uh, sting, stingray uh, sightings, I'd say, right? Sighting stings. <laughs> I got stung my only time ever last summer. I've never been stung in Seal. Yeah. You, you learned to do the shuffle shuffle early. Yeah, I, shu- I was shuffling. I just freaking... Got zapped. Yeah. It was funny. Fifteen people were zapped. When that they scene. took you in there. <laughs> yeah, because you know they take you to the the lifeguard station. Oh yeah. Dude, there's fifteen people. One kid. Just miserable. You know, you put your foot in the hot bucket. This one dude, poor kid, had two feet, both his feet in oh, the yeah. bucket. He got zapped on both feet. Oh. Well, at one stage they were like taking the jet ski and they'd take a net and they'd drag it out, drag it in, and there were people with like these big leather gloves clipping stingray tails. tails. Yeah. They need to do that again. (laughs) Especially in the summertime. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, that's just weird. What kind of people? Yeah. It's it's just weird in itself that that even existed, but. Yeah. They grow back people. Okay. The tails grow back. It's not like they're damaged forever. One dude was playing with his kid in like, Oh, can you imagine if you didn't know that they're they're out there and got zapped? You'd be like, what the? I just stepped on glass. It's so painful. (laughs) That was so painful. Like, and I felt it in slow motion go in and then pull it out. And I was like, oh my God. Just got plunged. Yeah. Brutal. Luckily, got the hot bucket, got in the car, went to Waltz, drank two shots of tequila. (laughs) Nice work. And some margaritas. Why do you need to get stung by a stingray to go do that? Come on. Definitely Waltz. Helped. I love Waltz. So going back to Grom days, you started. Uh, so okay, so I kind of figured out. I figured out a little bit uh, in my uh, senior year, and then um, who's your first sponsor? Caton. Caton. Caton was nice. my first sponsor. They gave me clothes, and Harbor was giving me surfboards. Or I think I don't even know if they're giving me boards. I was just riding them. Okay. <clears throat> and then, um, and then I think I graduated to some weird little. Did you hobby. ride for Caton the shop? Yeah, no, the clothes. Just the clothes. Yeah. Okay. Because they didn't really have boards back then. What, right. what was your like hangout shop? Harbor? Harbor. And, and that then, was the the harbor was like the church yeah. for us, for sure. So it was rad to see that sixty year thing. Like 
it was literally the church. That was where you went to like hang out, get taped to the tree, get a freaking mustache, <laughs> get pinned down, get beat up, like yeah. you name it. You yeah. did everything there. If you were, if you caught a good one, people heard about it and like you were flying. Like, yeah. Like, what? Somebody right. saw me get a good one. Somebody so, at the shop said. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that, that was literally the hub, and then like there'd be like autograph signings. I remember like Dane Kealoha and Sean Thompson. Yeah, like just it was surreal. Yeah, watch Willie Morris, late great Willie. Yeah, um, who I had the pleasure of working with at Quick for many years. Um, I watched him and Sean just decimate Southside Seal. Mm. Kind of like a big, big day, like kind of mushy, foamy out the back. I've never seen anyone surf it like that. I was like. Willie and who was it? Sean Thompson? Yeah, awesome. Smashed it. It gets good over there. I mean, but you don't see people like that. No. Seal. Now it's like, whoa, Clarendino showed up. Sick. Jordy was out there. But back then, like, nobody was going there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of was pretty underground for a while. And then I'm just like, every surf spot's exposed now with social media and surf surf line and webcams. But... You know, growing up in Huntington, we knew when it was maxed out and you wanted to go get slotted, you'd either go like, okay, is it Newport Point or is it like the RJs or is it going to be Southside Seal or, you know, there's a handful of spots you would, with this is pre-surf line and everything that you would just, okay. Yeah. It's worth a look. Make, yep. Always got to go look. So, Caton was the first sponsor. Yep. And then there was like this weird offshoot brand. So, I, <clears throat> at the time I was... Working at uh, the Chart House. Nice. Back when it was in Long Beach. And they used to have this annual contest. And uh, it was funny because I was... Where I was, was the Chart House at? Chart um, House is where like Cur- the Crab Shack is. Okay. Right there like where you turn right from whatever it is, Sealway. I don't even know what the street yep. that is. Been there all my life. By, by Schooner later, like down that <clears throat> side or... No, no, the no. bridge. That, oh, like, the bridge. First Street Bridge. Okay. Like, it's that first kind of restaurant on the left yeah. after you make the right. So Where Oscars used to be? Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> so that was, it was a chart house. I was like the salad bar guy. And started out doing dishes and like <clears throat> was doing the salad bar. And I remember they're like, hey, the annual surf comp's coming up. Chart house classic. And I was like, I'm going to win that thing. <laughs> and they're like, dude, we're stoked we have you on our team. So we all go down there. And I remember I surfed this final at Imperial Beach because I guess wherever... There was a try house at a team. Yeah, wherever they want, like whoever won got to host it or huh. somewhere. And uh, those were such rad restaurants. And, Sorry to get and, you off. No, but. yeah, it's epic restaurants. And then I end up um, and super final with Ty Suker. Oh, Ty Suker. Ty Suker. I end up waxing him in the final. And I remember he threw his trophy in the sand. He's all pissed. <laughs> I think he. I think he won it like probably three years in a row or something. <laughs> and uh, so then I won, and I remember. Um, they gave me a surfboard and they took it back to Harbor and traded that in. They gave me a board. I was all fired up. And then, um, you were employee of the month that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hot shit at the chart house for a hot second. And then, um, <clears throat> and then, and I got fired. I was smoking weed out of a apple <laughs> and they found my apple. But, um, then right after that little window of chart house and like having that little brief moment of like, I want a contest, then Mark reader, of all people, who mm-hmm. was the team manager at Billabong. Um, I was out of 54th Street. He's like, hey, come see me at the Billabong. I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, and you're riding for Caton. He's like, I want to sponsor you. Wow. <clears throat> and, um, and then I got sponsored by Billabong for like four years. It was yeah, awesome. 
So I'd make these little videos. I was like way before my time. I'd do all this VHS stuff because me and my friends would video all the time. Hmm. And I'd edit it and put music to it. And I'd like go drop him off with the reader. And he'd be like, dude, everybody in the office watches this video. We cannot figure out where it is. Where is that? I'm like, I ain't telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to stay a sponsor, Grom? Tell us where it is now. <laughs> I ain't telling you. That's so, cool. Yeah, that was rad. That was like a, a bitch in little time. I think that my run at Billabong ended in like 94. Did you go on trips? 89 to like 94. Did you get to go on trips with them? No. Or? So my here's like my greatest, probably the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. Worst thing at then, probably the greatest thing now is <clears throat> I was scheduled to be on this Natividad trip with like, I think it was like this guy, Justin Paul and um, Donovan maybe or someone. Yeah. And then Reader had gotten let go from the team job. <gasps> and then someone else came in and they saw that I was on this trip. I'm like, oh, fucking that guy. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think they put the Malloys in there, and that was like the Malloys' first cherry pop. <clears throat> yeah, nice. I've, I've done that Natividad quite a few times and whew, talking about a gym. Yeah. yeah. So then that kind of like derailed me, and then that was like kind of the end. And then I think I wrote for like World Jungle. For That's what I was going to say. I remember seeing a picture of you mm. and an ad in World Jungle. Lar, did you write for I, World I Jungle? I did. Yeah. 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 I did. That was a, such a they had such a cool, cool vibe. brand and yeah. vibe for the hot second that was out. Yeah. Yeah. Jungle Jack, he he had it going on. He yeah, what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, I was on Ezekiel, and you know, I was just stoked to be in like a big fish in a little pond kind of set. You know, like a you know, and then you know, Ezekiel was blowing up, and then they got like Conan as their like you know new na- you know, new face of the brand, and then World Jungle kind of approached you know me and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so stoked, and it only lasted like not Are even a year. Were you guys on the team Jack, at the same time? Uh, I then so. no, I don't think so. But Jack had passed away from pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that was super sad. That was yeah. kind of for me. That was the end of it. Yeah, it just went. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, but a great. He was brand. a good dude. Great brand. Great brand. Yeah. Crazy how many brands have lived and died in the surf industry. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate surf. Pirate Surf was an amazing brand too. I mean, did I go to Porto with you? Was that me and Simo like back then? Probably with SK. Yeah. Like Progression Seven. I pop up. I get one wave in a video. For like I had this run of like one wave. <laughs> I was like, well, booby. That was pretty much the pinnacle of my the progression series. Life. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah like the what Progression Seven. Progression series, and they did like yeah one through seven, eight, oh, okay. and they were. Yeah, they were just chipping at the, the hills the of like snapping it. turtles. It was kind of like, you know, they kind of stopped making movies, and you know, Kenworthy was just doing photos, uh, and then Dival went off and do something. So there was a kind of a void. You know, you had Taylor's movies, but yeah, those guys put out quite a good few movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I used at Surf and Sport. I used to do all the video buying. Yeah, where is my video? Bro? <laughs> uh, what the. Larson black and white yeah I have no idea <laughs> my, I would have bought it my high school movie my high school uh, promotional sponsor video it was good Kelly black and white Larson black and white <laughs> no it was more like gray and like <laughs> gray and tan gray and tan <laughs> black and tan yeah so you guys uh, I mean did you start trap like once you got your license like who where did you go? Like surf, like up and down uh, the coast. Like your brother didn't take you. Like what? No. Nah. So what me and I, in my high, in high school, I had this buddy John Moore. So he had the truck. Yeah. And then I think I don't remember if I had the video camera or he did. But like me, him, and Jason shook. We go. 
just show. Oceanside. We were like hooked on Oceanside. Oceanside, great. Time. And then we'd do like RJs. Like we'd just get on these spots and never leave them. Like it probably just really annoying to the people that were like surfing. <laughs> Locals. I remember surfing like Oceanside, like Northside or North Jetty and like Chewy Rain was just like, who the fuck are you <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He didn't say anything, but just by the you looks. You could feel the vibe. Yeah, he was just so off us. So we were doing that for a while, and that's like where I was putting together all these funny little videos. Awesome. <clears throat> but then um, I think some some you're gonna have to send us some uh, footage. <laughs> some, I'd have to dig deep in the VHS. You gotta, archives. You gotta dig deep for us. Archives of VHS. <laughs> I have many many of videos on our that we're dating ourselves, you guys. Too. <laughs> so but, yeah, that I don't know. That all that kind of I don't know went up in smoke and whatever that was. Did you compete like? I, CCSAs, WSAs. I did it all. Uh, so I won the CCSA Invitational, and that was when Reader was like, "Hey, like I want to sponsor you." Cool. So I was like, "Rad!" And I remember it was a unbelievable pumping day in HB, like a six to or like a what you would call probably like a four to six foot day with probably like eight foot faces. Yeah. Southwest, like crazy, and I remember just sticking these big like backside hangers. Like, I'm just in. guys are like, dude, you won. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just tripped. They were always down, like G'd up or like 17th. Yeah. This one like, was at Northside or or like Ninth Street. They never did. I don't know if they couldn't get permits to do Northside. I think the closest you could get is like Ninth Street. Yeah, this or, one was right down the runway to the left of the tower, like right there, almost out in front of the apartments. Yeah, but yeah, that, I mean, surfing was fucked back then because it was top three. So uh, for the waves? life of me, I couldn't put three waves together for my life. Like one <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then yeah. thank God for Ryan. He taught me how to surf comps. He taught me how to golf. Like Sim was my freaking. he was my Yoda. Yeah. He's five years younger than me, but he was just like, all right, I got, he, this, he, old, I got this old piece of clay. I'm going to help this. Young old man. <laughs> He's a young old man. So yeah. He, Wise man. Totally. He, he like got me on the freaking program. I remember I uh, beat him in a final at like a VQS and won it and he didn't talk to me. My dog, we're coming after you next, bro. Yeah, that's classic. So, World Jungle, Caton, World Jungle, all right, Caton, Billabong, World Jungle. Yeah. Then? Um, gosh, then I think I, let's see what happened after. 94 so about 95 96 i started working at Chaz, <clears throat> and then i think i was still riding for jungle then and then all that kind of went down and then it was a surfboard factory with adler so then i rode for the surfboard factory with nice. steve late grade steve adler yeah yeah and um did that for a few years and kind of that was a lot of fun yeah gosh he was on to something big huh yeah I, that, that could have been a really yeah that was, those were fun times working with kyle kastner he was like the um <clears throat> he was like the graphic guy yeah making little jerry stuff. was working for him too right yeah. at one point in time yep little jerry castile so then yeah got a i mean me and riley were doing trips to porto then and um going with moyer and god that was crazy yeah, life, lifetimes ago. Right, <laughs> lifetime. We're yeah, yeah man. So uh, let's see. Old. After Jungle happened, or Jungle Surfboard Factory, then the Mindless Reaction Days, which would have been oh my like gosh, the early O's with Rudy and the boys, and then did that. I forgot about ran their surf team, and they were like all kind of fashioned out, and they tried to do the whole thing, and then they just mismanaged their money, and then that fell apart, and then out of the blue, like. <clears throat> Got a call from Strider one day, like, hey, man, I want to interview you for this job at Quicksilver. And 
I was judging at the time. I was judging the then ASP. So I was doing all the air shows and then doing like um, all the uh, domestic events. So I yeah. do like East Coast, West Coast. I was like doing all these big stints. I was working at Chaz. I worked at Chaz for nine years. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, Chaz was like, a, he was like, dude, I want to give you a job. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then just showed me how to freaking make surfboards. Basically freaking hot coating and glassing. And I just hammered that. It was a perfect surf job. It, coach surfing for the high school so Kevin Ashford gave me a job um, being an assistant coach at Fountain Valley so I did that for like two years and then Marina was like well we want that guy and then they paid me more money and then hijacked me to Marina and I did that for like three years hmm. <clears throat> I kind of so remember is, that yeah this is kind of leading up to that like the the thing with quick and then um, I was judging so I was like kind of just Jack of all trades. Totally. Yeah. I was all over the shop. I was thinking about it the other day. I've done every single thing in the surf industry. So I definitely didn't go to college, but I went to the surf industry. The, co- college. the college of the surf industry college. Did comps, worked retail, worked at in-flight, like pretty much did everything. Fabricated surfboards, judge comps, like freaking got my feet wet with mindless, like running their team and it was small and, and then um, being a team rider and then... Um, so randomly, but, like, Quick was like, hey, I want to interview you. And the year before, I'd given Rob Colby kind of, like, this random little email, like, this little marketing thing. I was like, here, man, like, I don't know. I was at a contest, and just this is, like, what, what I think you guys should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, oh, okay. What was his role then? Marketing? Uh, he worked, yeah, he was, like, I think entertainment. So okay. he was, like, tight with Quack and all the boys, and then Rob eventually became the president there. But um, then a year later, I get this random phone call. I was waiting for Chaz to call me, go glass my boards at night, you know, surf all day. Yeah. Glass, <clears throat> glass boards at night. Hey, Strider, I want to friggin', you know, give you an interview for this marketing job at Quicksort. I said, yeah. click. <laughs> wow. Someone's, someone's fucking with me. Oh. <laughs> You know, someone's joking. I'm like, someone's pulling That sounds too good to be true. So he calls me out. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like... So wait, you literally hung up on Yeah, me. yeah. So I was like, this is bullshit. So then he called me back. He's like, what? Are you, what? Like, what are you doing? I'm off this strider. When's the last time I saw you? And he's like, um, you, I saw you last winter on the path at Rockies. I'm all, geez, all right. It is strider. This is real. That's like, what's going on? He's like, dude, like, I, your name keeps coming up. And like, I just keep hearing good things about you. And you're coaching Groms and like you get it like let's go have lunch and I want to interview you and so backtrack one second the the video that you sent Robert no it was an email it was just an email, email. Just like hey I just think like this is what needs to happen for Quicksilver yeah and I think he showed Taylor Wisenhan and they were like wow this fuck this dude's kind of on it and then they <clears> pass <throat> it on to Strider? Like, and then, they had yeah, conversations? No, that was like the year before, and then it just went dark, and then all of a sudden I got this random phone call, and then um, yeah. and then it took me like three months to get the job. I remember they keep calling me and interviewing me. I'd go to Quicksilver, and it so was like... So painful, huh? I'd be like, well, do I got the job or not? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, all right. And then in that time of that three months, then like Silver Edition was like, hey, we need a rad local guy and like... We want to hook you up. Come in and grab some stuff. I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm not that old yet, though. <laughs> like, they're just like, we just need someone that just kind of like is just active. Like, whatever. Yeah. Just ripping out at the pier or whatever. And then I went in there and grabbed some clothes. And I remember Kleine, like, going, dead. you're going to be losing that shit real soon. You're going to be freaking working here. And I was like, huh? 
And then I'd gone in, I think, and it was like maybe November. So I'd started this process in October. And then they sat me down. It was like Greg Macias, Strider, Taylor Wisenan, and, and they're like, start hammering me again. And I'm just like, hey, man, like, yeah, what's, a, what's what, the deal? What am I going to tell my boss I got a job? Yeah. And they're like, they just like, record scratch. <laughs> they just kind of looked at each other like, oh, fuck. Tell them today. You're going to start <laughs> December 3rd. And I was like, all right, see you guys. <laughs> Perfect. That's incredible. So when you were like doing the shape, you know, the glassing, the hot coating, whatever, your coaching, I mean, were these things that just fell in your lap or you were like, hey, I want to be a coach? Like, or did the opportunities just came? Like, yeah, no, it was just like everything just kind of popped up and just fell into it and then realized I got it. That was the coaching for me. The five years I coached yeah. were the best five years, I think, of my surfing life because it, I was so, um, it was so rewarding to give, like to pass whatever knowledge I had on to this, basically this group of high school kids. Who yeah. All, all, they're just, you know, surf class, you just want to surf better. Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, I mean, I had a great generation of guys, like it was Brandon Gilmette, you know, he's a global guy at friggin' Hurley. Hurley. Yeah. Travis Foray, who was a surfing oh. magazine editor, and then What Youth, yeah. like, and Dodger Kreml, he won the U.S. Open. I had this amazing wow, that's group a cool... of guys that yeah. I literally got to interact with, and, and I mean, they pushed me in, in some ways, you know, and so I'd get to, like, surf with these guys every day, and, and it was probably, like, watching them succeed, so I think Marina, when I came on, was a, like a last place or second to last place team. And they were like... In the high school CIF like yeah. division? And we were like, a, I think we were like third place team because Edison always had our number for whatever reason, just didn't have enough good guys. And then Andy Verdone, just, he always had our number, but I got close to beating him a couple times and he was just like, God, you were just fucking too good at this shit. Because mm. <laughs> I'd just be barking orders through the freaking megaphone like, blue paddles sit on red and like kids from other teams are coming like what the fuck like yelling at me and i'm just like hey man it ain't cheating yeah yeah you're you just know? trying to direct your and yeah. andy was like that was the best line i've ever heard like there is no cheating except in the judges you cannot yeah. cheat in the heat yeah period so i would just be barking orders at kids like go sit like you guys go sit on white don't let that guy get a wave because remember like the sunset yeah. thing it was all point based yeah. yeah you wanted to get in those higher so heat, yeah, heat, heat positions because yeah, you got heat, first yeah. got six points, second got five points, exactly. and, and, so, and was, so down the list. So you wanted to. So I would just go out and just straight yeah. ruin people. Yeah, <laughs> just send like so awesome. two kids that couldn't surf their way out of a paper bag and go sit on the best guy. Yeah, and I go if they talk shit to you, just tell them your coach made them do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was, he made me do it. <laughs> yeah, Justin Hugron just tore me a new one one day. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just trying to win a comp. Who was he riding for? Uh, he was on Edison. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's so was, funny. That was good stuff. I, I used to love those, like, morning CIF contests, you know? Like, we'd compete against you guys, Old Marina, Edison. Fountain Valley? Fountain Valley. Um, yeah. Ocean View, maybe? Was Ocean, Ocean View, I think, had some. <clears throat> but then, you know, in the NSSA, you know, then we start doing, like, Dana Point, San Clemente, San Nigito. Like, uh, we would, we even go up to South Bay. Um, yeah, you would get all those crazy. Manhattan. Point Loma, like all those. Anyways, 
But it, you know, being in high school, you'd like miss a few classes to go surf up and down the coast. You're like, dude, sign yeah, me up. Sign me up. Yeah. I forget what the high school, San Diego, that's what San it was. San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's gnarly teams. But yeah, that, those were fun times just because, hey, you're on the beach at like 6 a.m. And then you're like shoving all these kids off the dock to go to school and the surf's pumping. You're just like, all right. Yeah. On. The crowd's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. No, no. Homeschooling. Oh so when you God. were working at like Chaz and, you know, these, these places, were you really like checking out like the evolution of shapes and like what worked for you? Were you really in on like the shape side too? Or are you just like, I'm just here to glass? No, I mean, I was riding all Chaz's shapes. So basically, I was one of the crash test dummies along with Ryan and um, Mikey Riley. So we were just kind of like riding everything that he was giving us. And yeah. You know that I rep for him for a hot second back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was that was fun. I mean, I don't know. I've had a fun life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so, like it. <laughs> so, like, if you're surfing, you're having fun. Dude, that's all that's it. Yeah, I mean, right? we're all really fortunate to be able to call the surf industry our career. Yeah, um, fact. So going back to... You won't be getting rich anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you measure wealth and fun, then we're bazillionaires. Yeah, we're bazillionaires. <laughs> yeah. So, to say you got more boards than the standard folk out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? I just wish I had more ways to ride them on. So going back to your first days at Quicksilver, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. What interesting times. They paid me such a bad wage that I was living on my sister's couch for like two years and they had like a, a pay increase freeze. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was just one of those things, you know, you just kind of like... Get hey, your foot in the door, you're... Here I am, I just like was piecing together basically the same amount of money that I'm making now, but now I'm like dealing with some of the world's best surfers and the whole like my whole scope of my life changed yeah dramatically so what was your opening like position what, what, what uh, i was just kind of like the west coast team guy okay <clears throat> so strider ran the program i think todd klein he he had ran it previously and then he had moved on into more of a managerial role for global and then strider took over the team so i was basically like strider's henchman okay so i ran the west coast <clears throat> and basically did all his grunt work and then we had Keckley on the East Coast and um, Donald Pahia in Hawaii. Yeah. It's cool. I, yeah. It's, so it's, so it's, we had a little rad G unit. <clears throat> when did uh, like the Young Guns thing start happening? I don't know, whatever, 2000, whatever. And then that thing was like, God, who was it? The first one, Dane Reynolds, maybe? Yeah. So then yeah, it was Dane, I mean, and then they did Young Guns too that had Clay. Like, that was like. I mean, that was when surf movies were coming in a freaking magazine in a bagged magazine for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and premieres were happening. Premieres were happening all over. Hitting the local, like, shop or movie theater and just blowing up the town. Yeah. Flying yeah, in all the pros. Those were good times of surf. That was like pre-internet edit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The internet wasn't a thing then. No. It was, but it wasn't so, like... It so you now. handled the West Coast marketing team for... Yeah. Quick. <clears throat> Did you have to travel up and down? Uh, yeah. There. I mean, so like my role kind of graduated from that, even though it was stayed the same. I worked under Strider for I think maybe eight years, but then they started like you know like everybody gets a boner like we're gonna send a marketing guy to every prime and like six star. So then I started going with the team to all the North American six stars and traveling with all the boys and 
doing that and I was just like man these are the worst surfs you could have in your life trying to get away and people are warming up yeah, <laughs> yeah. like better off not bringing a board just Virginia Beach <laughs> bring a couple kind of bring shit. your taste buds because you're just going to be on the beach just watching people rip yeah. yeah so yeah doing that like going to crazy places like back then we were sponsoring events in El Salvador and mm. Acapulco and like God, it's, that's kind of rad oh it was insane I saw all kinds of places that's cool on on Quicksilver's Dollar yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no complaints. It's been and still is one of the funnest gigs ever. So obviously you mentioned a couple places. Do you remember your very first surf trip? Like where did you go and mm. like first place out of the country? <clears throat> well, like when I traveled with Lara the one time for Progression 7, like I remember because I've always had this philosophy once I like started like my I think my dad and sister co-signed for a car for me. And I was like, shit, this is like pressure. You gotta put your big boy pants on and pay a payment. Yeah. And then Adult next life. thing you know, like you're getting these like in the mail, like, well, you like are approved for this credit card. Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> so then I'm like, boom, took this credit card, maxed that thing out, went to Oz, went to Porto, I think twice, went to Costa Rica, went to Hawaii a couple times, like freaking travel. I'm on blew tour. That, went to South Africa, blew that thing sideways. Went to South Africa, Tahiti, like Went everywhere, had 10 grand worth of freaking debt. Boom, just like that. What? <laughs> no one told you not to do that? Well, I was like, fuck it, what are you going to do? Yeah. They just gave me a fun card. This is like How? a freaking plane ticket right what, here. What, uh, and what then point it just literally time? worked to pay that thing off. What yeah. point in time was that? Like That was like the Chaz days. It was like <laughs> just not even really knowing what I was doing, but knowing what I was doing. Yeah. Knowing like... Hey, you're like, not, wait, you're going to give the, give me this? And at that stage, I was in it. that weird thing where like you didn't realize that there you could get bad waves. And everywhere I went, I got good waves. So it was like I was delusional to that fact. That uh, you can't. You don't go on trips and get skunked. Every time you hop on the plane, you score. Yeah. yeah. And literally scored everywhere. And it was just like, that was the best. Well, that's, plus, those are, those are spots you've been staring at in the mag or watching contests yeah. at. Or, you know, it you're is. just like... It's on the bucket list, you know, like, oh, I've been watching guys rip that, that, that wave. I want to go there. Yeah. It's like crazy stuff. So uh, yeah, I just blew this card sideways. <laughs> I mean, you go down to Porto, you're pretty much going to score. It's like, it, it's flat and it's like six to eight foot. And they're like, wait, this is flat here. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, wait till there's some swell. And you're like, huh. I want no part of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where's the farthest place that you've ever gone to? Um, farthest place, South Africa for sure. But I'm about to go to the farthest place I'm ever going to go next week. Namibia? So, no, we're going to the Maldives. What? Yeah, me and my wife are going to the Maldives. Honeymoon. Epic, Epic. Yeah, six years in, two kids, got married last year. We haven't done it, so we're going. Maldives. Nice. Yeah. Sick. I've never been to Maldives. I never either. I was uh, planning to go to a contest they had there and was injured with like a knee issue, and I didn't. Have you ever seen that one overview of the islands and every single part of the island had waves yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. how it's, the hell does that happen <laughs> i heard it's incredible i'm going the whole freaking island <laughs> yeah. had waves Forecast all doesn't around look great for me boat, boat taxi you know and there's like a hundred drinks are cold yeah chicks in a bikini and it's all good no kids congratulations <laughs> no kids. dude yeah. yeah thanks yeah so that's south africa for sure though before that i went to the world games in like 2000 2001 maybe yeah. i think it's pretty far 
<clears throat> did that you know, did uh, Durbin lost twice, lost a heat, lost another heat, went straight to J Bay, forgot I was ever in a contest, and served my freaking tits off. It was mm. insane. You scored J Bay? Not as good as it gets, but like it was on the back end of a swell, so then all the look dogs were just kind of off it. And we just had fun, like three to five foot surf every day. So good. I always tell people (laughs) how good it is. And that everybody wants to go somewhere tropical. Everybody wants to go to like Fiji and Tahiti and Indo. But yeah, like there's so many good waves over there. I'm not talking out loud, am I? (laughs) Uh, Don't go there. It's sharky. Yeah, very sharky. That's a turn off. Have you seen a lot of sharks over the years? Only just recently. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Just yeah. when they came to eat all the yeah, stingrays here for about three years. And then it was Sharknado, yeah. It was sketchy. But before that, uh, first time in Oz, I saw three sharks. But all out the back, like swimming through waves. Like, oh, there's a shark like 100 yards out there swimming through a wave. You know, but nothing like you're going to freak out and get out of the water for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then judging on the East Coast, I saw three within a month. New Smyrna, of course, like zipping through the lineup like a freaking Ferrari. Like, whoa, I'm out of here. And then saw one at Jacksonville swimming across like a heat. I was like, anyone else see that black thing? Like, like eh, what? Like, okay, forget it. It's like common scene. They don't, yeah. 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 And then, they got bull sharks out there too, right? They got everything. And then after the comp, we did, I think it was a Billabong Rat series. Went to the hotel. It was like five feet in like wherever, middle of like Melbourne Beach, some random spot. But it was pumping. And like all the groms that were staying at that hotel and like me and all the judges, whoever we were back then, like out there, see out there, paddled out straight out, hadn't even got my hair wet, go over a wave, boom, shark fin right there in front of me. I was like, <laughs> and turned around and stood up on the wave that it disappeared under and rode in. Just went, Fuck, I'm done. And that it was the big. first time I've like saw one up close. And then just like in the last few years, like surfing, surfing by my house, like having one, Cross the nose of my surfboard essentially wow and sitting next to a good friend and they're like you're not gonna get out are you i'm like uh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like i didn't even see that thing like it just here i am yeah yeah it's sketchy but when they're eating all the stingrays i'm all for it so they could come back oh they're back i mean they're back like jazz just saw one a few weeks ago yeah it's just like it's weird because you'll be out the back by yourself and for a lifetime i've never even had a thought about a shark in my life and unless you're traveling next thing you know like your local spots you're just like on high alert (laughs) yeah so weird weird weirdest thing ever so what boards are you on now what are you writing now uh timmy stamps mostly nice we love stamps yeah stampy and then that guy years. went to Mexico, right? Yeah, he just scored. He just did a Son kid of a and run. Bitch. Didn't it. he just come from the ranch? Yeah, no, Tim's more. He local just went to Japan to too. Than anywhere. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, he he's literally. Cordy. He's like a, gets more ranch time than anyone. Son of a bitch. But I went on that last one because I shot the private day. I didn't catch one wave, but I shot eight hours worth of photos. Was it? Uh, a billabong thing or was it Brian Lindsay um, so Brian from ProCam and one of the early investors from ProCam um, Steve something or other and how uh, many people 16 oh so yeah I shot off the ski for four hours ate lunch and shot in the water for four hours wow did you get some waves nope didn't ride one wave (laughs) but you've had your fair share yeah yeah places are at hardest wave but stamps Stamps local. He's ripping. That son of a bitch. He's ripping. Yeah. 
I, I, I got photos this, to prove it. <laughs> I, I surfed in the same heat as him and saw him get slot. I mean, he's got that place fucking wired. 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 Yeah, he's a ninja. I've seen <laughs> you get some good ones there. Couple. I'm not as I wish. Waco's fun. I've done all the wave pools. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I, I haven't done Waco. Did inland. Yet. Inland's fun. I mean, it's it's, it's like it's a long it's like rigidy burger, but it's, it's like old man's compared to like lowers. Yeah, and then Waco's kind of rad, and then in regards you to know, Slater, Jay's yeah. done it all. Yeah, you're like I haven't done Slater's. Oh, you haven't? No. Then then Kelly's is like Jay Bay. It's like yeah. you fall and you're just devoted. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of empty waves that day. Yeah, he he got <clears> lit up there. Yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> well, they don't help. They're like thirty seconds. Like, oh, <laughs> like the anxiety just kicks. You. Like, oh my god. CT. <laughs> what do they say? CT two. CT three. CT three. Like you want, thirty seconds. And then everybody you're is in the pool with you is looking at you like a rabid dog. Yeah. Like, fall, 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 yeah. fall. Like voodoo dolling you. You're like, yeah. <laughs> fall, just fall, just, just fall, fall, just slip, yeah. just slip. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, same experience in every way pool. But that's what's fun is camaraderie of like how tight it is you know and you get to watch and it's a cool setup the Waco one was so fun so you worked for Quicksilver now for how many years 15 15 years that's amazing good job buddy started there without gray hair we love Quicksilver keep it up um what was I gonna ask you without naming names okay (laughs) let's hear some funny crazy tour talk or like oh. team, you know, team guys are just like that kid is gonna blow up, but then he did it, or that kid's an asshole. Well, I mean, there's been instances. So the pipe house was definitely Madama. Pipe Madama. house is make or break for people. Uh-huh. So there was, you know, there's Reef Macintosh runs a pipe house. Yeah. So he would. He is basically. He kind of helps now with the Hawaii team, but he would be reporting in to people like, hey. He would give us reports like so-and-so is not paddling out. <clears throat> so, like, if you didn't paddle out and it was pumping, you basically got clipped. Wow. Or you were never invited back to the house. Did that happen a lot? It's happened. Yeah. Not not, not a lot. Most people have to saddle up, but it definitely yeah. happened. Um, so, there's those people have gotten, it's their, funny gotten their walking papers. Because that's, that's that. I mean, if you're yeah. going to be on Quicksilver and you're going to stay at the pipe yeah. house. Yeah, don't ask to come if you don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. What was that uh, slogan you guys had? <laughs> if you can't fucking if you can't rock and roll that fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still one of the best. Still. Yeah. Still one of the best. So there there's that and then um, I mean I'll just like this ra- randomly down at Nationals is Jamie Beeson and I um, I won't name the kids. Great. Still professional surfers now. So they have these girls come over. <clears throat> and like Jamie and I were playing ping pong or whatever and <clears throat> these girls are like banging hot like 17 year olds blonde little pieces of candy and Jamie and I are like wow the boys have done well for themselves awesome like good job fellas yeah, like, yeah. you didn't bring any trogs over like well, yeah. <clears throat> so we're just kind of like sitting back and waiting what happened they're like hey we're gonna get out of the beach we're like go yeah so they disappear and then the boys come back and, and we're like, what are you guys doing back? And they're like, oh, those girls like wanted to go skinny dip and we're like, hell no, it's freezing. And I'm like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, boys, uh, the light doesn't get any greener. Let's yeah, uh, <laughs> just say, they, yeah. And they just kind of looked at us like in that dumb and dumber, like there's a town that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. They just were like, just blank. I'm like, me and Jamie were like, uh, 
it's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Crongs. <laughs> the light does definitely did not get any greener. Uh, that is hilarious. That's good. <laughs> um, so did you have to, like, take care of, like, Dane when he was riding for you guys? Um, you know, I never was a Reynolds handler, and that was almost kind of a kiss of death because he would just, like, yeah, that guy's a kook, that guy's a kook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is great and essentially probably why we're still friends today. But uh, my very first trip was with Dane and oh, right up around the beginning of my start there in 04. We went to Australia, so we did <clears throat> a pro staff camp with Rob Roland Smith. Remember Rob yeah. Roland Smith, the, the Sand Hill Warrior, Tom Carroll? Global set up this thing. We were at the Casarina camp, like which is now like the Hurley HP camp. And um, we did a week there. And I remember we got there and I was like, dude, take the freaking master bedroom. Like, you're Dane Reynolds. You know, we didn't even know each other. but we So we traveled to Oz and he brought Minnie. Minnie was making a film at that time for Josh Landon, who was working for Channel Island. So I can't remember the name of the movie. Is My, Josh Landon the same <coughs> guy as St. Archer? Archer? Yeah. Okay. So they were built. They were doing this project for CI. So Dane and I and Minnie went there, and uh, I saw a shark in that trip too. But um, and I remember going, "Hey, like, take the master bedroom and sleep on the couch." He's like, "Nah, not dead. Like, you're older than me. Like, respect. Take yeah, it." Yeah, like, that's cool. Shit. All right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, I'm just this freaking fat old scrub teammate. Like, you're the one that needs the good back, kid. But, yeah. Anyway, so that was our first interaction. We had a great time. Like, spent a week there and did uh, did the Rob Roland camp. And I don't think Dane was much of a fan of training, but he grinded it out. We scored this amazing session. They gave us a day off. We went to uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Bowling a North Wall, crystal clear water, freaking dolphins. Just I think Dane had a bunch of clips in that CI movie from that session. It was unbelievable you guys are wearing trunks or suits just trunks danny wills was already there and he's like what are you guys doing here we're like uh, what are you doing here because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was at the camp too he's like Arr. so yeah it was a, that was a good one that was right in the beginning right at the start gosh that kid's a free kind of thing yeah he's he's one of the best one of my favorites yeah i mean quicksilver's had such amazing talent i mean yeah mr kelly slater yep kelly tom carroll how many um, years did Kelly ride for Quick? Jeez, I don't 20 know. 20-something years? Jay would probably know when he started. I have no idea. Like 20-something years, right? Because you were on the 90, program when you kind of started. I, I, They started sponsoring me at 12. And um, just like you making VHS movies, uh, Barry Deffenbaugh was riding for them. Jeff was on OP on the national team or whatever. Barry's like, let's, get, let's put a video together. We'll go show, you know. Quack and and Richard Wolcott and those guys, and um, shoot, I don't even know that was eighty. It was before eight. world titles, so yeah, it would have way early. So, but like, Kelly came on well when he put the portraits on for that lowers event. Was kind of like Star Trunks. Yeah, that was kind of like right when he, you know, got on. I think that was in ninety one. Ninety two. One. Man, I don't know. Ninety. Ninety. Ninety one. I don't know. We're. Who cares? It's just numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long time. Yeah. That's Quicksilver <laughs> such a rich history. Right? Yeah, like well, they're, so I mean, they're one of the originals, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right there, and they're still hammering it out today with great gear and great people. Yeah. You know, it's just gone through some, uh, I don't know, leadership changes at 
as far as like who owns them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Rip Curl or Lost, right? They're the only two that aren't aren't owned by uh, investment people. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Well, it's cool to see like local guys too that are ripping past and present that are part of the Quicksilver team. Kanoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> wait, is it Kanoa or is it K-pop? <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that Platinum up. Platinum hair. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like Kanoa is, you know, he was one of the, I mean, you guys, we all saw him when he Oof. was getting pushed in by freaking Tom when he was freaking five or whatever and you're yeah. just like, God, if this kid keeps it up, he's going to be really good. Yeah. And then we sponsored him at like 12. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's going to probably be, I think, 22. Yeah. Coming up in October. So, I mean, it's 10 years like that. Yeah. Boom. You Crazy. Know, here he is. And I always knew he was going to be great. <clears throat> knew he was going to make the tour. Had no clue he was going to do it in the time frame that he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he literally like bang, bang. Next thing you know, like. I mean, he put a year and a half on the QS, basically, and he qualified. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That um, pipe where he beat Kelly, that was such an impressive run. Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought for sure he's going to win. Yeah. Well, I'm like... He just he well, peaked at that, you know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, go figure. You just got your best result in your rookie year at pipe. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't big. It was back door. It was like, you know, four foot back door, whatever, three foot back door, whatever you guys call it freaking these days and I'm all go figure you got that with your tube riding like yeah. he's like I would have never guessed yeah cause well, I, I yeah I mean I didn't really follow him follow his you know trajectory trajectory and then to see him like get a beer yeah yeah no worries <laughs> and then see him like blow up like that that was pretty freaking impressive and you know getting uh, Zeke Lau on, on tour too yeah. You guys got a two for one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, yeah. that was a gift. That got ripped too. Yeah, but I mean that's you know that's one of those things where you see talent and you just know like hey that kid's gonna blossom. Yeah, you know and that's he's probably one of my greatest team additions. Do you guys I mean follow and look for new new twelve year old like fourteen year olds like that are in the in SSAs or their local area. 100%. 100%. Just Which is the weirdest job in the world. Like, hey, I was watching your kid. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Huh? <laughs> He's really good. You're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's so important as a brand like Quicksort, you know, like many of the, you know, first generation surf brands, Billbong, Rip Curl, you know, Quick, you got to stay relevant. So you got to always have that, you know, next tier of, yeah. of youth. And I mean, I, I remember... You know, seeing the team managers at all the contests and stuff, and um, it was definitely you, you just felt like you're part of a like, like a bigger thing than yourself. You know, surfing so individual, and you're at these contests, and you're competing against friends and other kids on the same sponsor, and you want to outdo everybody. But you know, to have be a part of that like you know big brand, brand crew, it, it was pretty cool. It's so crazy how homeschooling nowadays has just gone so over the top. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's money in surfing. There's, there's not money, money in, you know, other amateur sports, maybe snowboarding, skateboarding, but beyond those kind of action sports, I mean, I don't really know where the money because it is with stadium sports or golf or, yeah. you know, volleyball, whatever. I yeah. don't think money comes in where for a young athlete or a young surfer, it's like your shop can pay you, your sponsor can pay you, your freaking, and then you 
you've got all these accessories and yeah it's crazy so there's money to be made and i think parents um yeah for sure now are more engaged than they ever have been in the history of my tenor of team is that good yeah. or bad for your job like um, to, is it you know some are easy to work with i like parents because they you can talk to them about bigger picture stuff that the kids should never even have to think about yeah you know? and then you stuff you can tell the parents that i mean obviously i'm probably the most honest person in the planet which is a <laughs> curse, get a curse. It's a, it's a, yes it's a gift and a freaking curse but you can be honest with the parents and they can kind of get it or you've got to talk them down to freaking a thousand feet from 52,000 feet but they, they're going to be a lot more switched on with the real world than the kid is where yeah. the kid's just like I'm going to make the tour and be the world champ like okay well it's, it's a hard road yeah yeah. <clears throat> so I don't I like parents I don't mind parents I remember Strider was like you don't got to deal with the parents I'm like dip yeah. yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're more gnarly now than they've ever been, and they've just gotten gnarlier. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a, a lot of um, our successful entrepreneurs, the parents. Yeah, you know, and they're not coming from like broken families that that's their lifeline. Yeah. They're investing like their own money, a lot of their own money at the beginning, yeah. which is neat. And then kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like school is important for the social development of that kid, of all kids. But, I mean, I so, guess it's so is strokes. growing up on the world platform out true. And, and learning the world firsthand versus then out of a book, too. Yeah, that's true. You know? But I just, you, grow, you know, up, you grow up I just quick. don't want that many kids out in the water at 9 o'clock, all right? Uh, <laughs> true story. <laughs> I see not it. what you want to hear. I see where you're going with that, bro. <laughs> Well, I mean, but think about it, like, and it goes back to, like, the Momentum movie that, that just came out, like, a little bit ago. It's, like, why Kelly was so good is he came yeah. from a broken home, so the beach was his salvation. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and I was playing golf with my buddy Joe Dugan, and he was talking about it. Like, Joe well, Dugan. Joe Dugs. So he was, like, well, as he think about it, like, the only reason we ever got, and I'm saying good at surfing, meaning accomplished, like, we could drop in and get barreled and do a cutback. Like, yeah. The only reason we got good is because our home lives were screwed yeah yeah you know like it's i can't away from a divorced family my mom was at work all day like the beach was my salvation i go there that's where all my friends were i could yeah. go yeah go into la la land for four or five hours and do it two or three times a day and yeah. it was amazing yeah you know so now it's like you've just got like i've got a cutback coach yeah <laughs> right this is my air coach he's my paddle coach <laughs> That guy's like my mental please, coach. Please don't tell me that. Do they have it compartmentalized like that? Oh, that'd be so crazy if they did. No. This is my two. I'm coach. missing my air coach. Hey, my air I'm, class. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start invoicing all these all these people like for all these departments that I'm. Lars gonna come up with a business card. It won't say late night. It say layback Lars. Layback Lars. He's my layback coach. I've got my guru. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure you stretch, kids. Back. That's my front side coach and my back side Wellsie's coach. Wellsie's my foo wax coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I pedal that stuff too. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's it's definitely. I I feel. I mean, it's just as hard now, and I wouldn't say it was easier back then or harder now. I mean, it's all relevant. But to be a professional surfer, it you know. I think it's, it's harder now. Yeah, I think the talent pool is bigger. So it's harder. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's and the, do- and the dollars are not being spread thin. Brands are top heavy. Rarely, t- and that's that's so that's the bummer. Is there used to be a really good 
mid-tier like local pro california pro us you know especially when there was a tour mm-hmm. and they you know now like you said it's just like you got one or two elitist and then there's no funds for like you know the lower end of the brand well the problem is your working class guy is the guy who's showing up to do all the work for you yeah whether it's a pro-am or it's got a team event or you got a surf lesson with tillies you yeah. know what i mean like the your your freaking blue collar guy is the guy that you lean on the most because Canoa sure as shit ain't showing up for some surfing tillies yeah you know what i mean like that's just how it goes so that's that that mid-tier definitely is a, a shocking blow to the industry and i think for brands, it's kind of that's got to come back a little bit, because yeah. because it, now it's like niche. You got a big wave guy, you've got your tour guys, you got your personality guy, you know, and like you're lucky if you can keep a couple guys that are QS guys, and then you literally from there it just is like Broms. Yeah, that, and I think the, the you know the biggest bummer is that we don't have a U.S. tour anymore. You know, to really kind of step uh, step time. stone. You know, which it's expensive to travel overseas every month or every couple of weeks to go do a QS event. Yeah. And when you had the U.S. tour... We need Coors Light or Bud Light or <laughs> Jeep, somebody to... Like, Jeep, Jeep you know, whoever, whoever Apple, the big... Amazon. Big business they're still uh, in all of our corporations dollars. that need to uh, stay relevant in the uh, action sports youth culture. Yeah. yeah. We're reaching but out the to bummer you. is our beach permits, the way they operate, are just not conducive to run like a good event. Huh. Here we're gonna pick this Saturday and Sunday. We gotta go freaking rain, Rains. sleet or shine or whatever. It's yeah. one foot lapping on the beach. All right, we're yeah. gonna pick a winner today. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. You need a window. You need a you window. Know. Have to. California's way too fickle. And you know, I love I love the summertime here. We're, we live in Huntington Beach, and obviously we got one of the, the largest surf arena contests with the U.S. Open. Great event. Great for the locals. Everything, shops, brands, but. I'd much rather see a winter event, you know, when we know we're going to get like better swell direction, bigger swell, most likely. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just not consumer friendly with, yeah, with exactly. the weather. Um, I think the you, yeah. I think you got to have, but I, I think know, you need all year, you know, if you could, if you could do an all year tour. Yeah. Like there's not even a contest that lowers anymore. Like, yeah, and I know it comes down to permits and, you know, the window and, and they're trying to, you know, pull back the amount of contests at certain places, but I think California... Isn't it crazy how much... Uh, needs contests. How much... It does. How much events there are on the beaches now? Tons. Tons. Like, way more than there ever in our lifetime. Yeah. Like, all the shit that goes down at, in Bolsa, yeah. all the concerts. The city's got to be rich. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then even, you know, here, State Beach... There's so much shit going on. The Breitling or, you know, the air show. Well, the Bud Tour, I mean, they used to do one at Brookhurst or down at Bolsa. Yeah. Um, you know, and every, every what was cool about that is they had 10, 10 uh, contests in, like, California throughout the year. One or two on the East Coast and one or two in Hawaii. You know, it was like a 13, 14, you know, um, uh, event, like, uh, tour. In in California, you start in San Francisco, or you end in San Francisco. It'd be one in Imperial, Oceanside, Huntington, Malibu, Ventura. You know, like every surf community along the coast had a great involvement. Well, Tell I, Benji he I, needs I, to call Bud Light again. <laughs> get the band back right? together. Well, uh, there's a word I learned in the corporate world, so we're gonna segue. Um, we're segueing because what you're saying, Jay, 
basically is what now is happening with the West Coast Board Riders. Yes. Right? Which arguably are the funnest events. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I mean, that thing is like, I mean, poor little old Seal Beach. We ain't going to win any titles or anything. You never know. <laughs> but you never but it, know. We arguably might have one of the better fifty-year-old teams. But <laughs> but you're right. They could they could run and get that corporate sponsor or an umbrella sponsor that could really help put that on the map to where something's brewing though. Yeah. Right yeah. with with uh, Don Meek on there now. Yeah, Don. You got Brillo running it. It's, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a great thing. I mean, it's, it's done huge, huge um, positive things for our community yeah. yes you know like for and the east coast has started their yeah, deal. east coast yeah. has started. i mean fun fact me and riley when you guys hb you guys you guys were like four factions of hb like oh yeah, Maggers, yeah, chapter, yeah chapters side oh we've got kids coming home um yeah then when we delivered our team that was when you guys consolidated and we delivered our team. I think you guys went, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna be one super team. Yes. Which you guys are. And then um and then uh yeah, Riley and I funded the permit for that whole first event at G Dub. Yes. So oh really? Good old little old Seal Beach. Yeah. Did well, the insurance. Like we, we got what? that thing off the dock with, with good old Casey and uh well, it's in, it, it, going and back Ziggy to that. And the boys. Yeah, you know, it, it bridges all yeah. the all the demographic like ages from you know your your under twelve to your over fifty and everybody yeah. in between. Yeah, and the you know all the hottest pros that are in town. You know, most most teams in most territories have like a pretty deep solid pole, solid yeah. pole. So if one pro is out of town or two or vice versa, you could always uh, find find somebody. Yeah, we kind of struggle to field the whole team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one mile of beach kind of doesn't cut it, but we get kind of to cheat a little bit and dip into Long Beach. We get Nolan Raposo, who's just a total weapon. Yeah, where's he from? Long Beach. Oh, is he? Okay. But he was like an original Chaz surf school kid. Okay. And, and does he still do surf schools, Chad? Chaz. Chaz, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Chaz's birthday today. Oh, dude, happy Fun birthday! Fact. I know. HBD. Yeah. Chaz's birthday. He's like freaking Benjamin Button. He's the eternal Grom. Surfs yeah. every day. Full frother. And, cool. and he'll tell you about it cause as he paddles around you for the next <laughs> It's my birthday. That's my daughter, Eve. Hi. Hi. Sorry, Hi. <laughs> this is Emery. Hi. And that's Norma. This is Chad. Hi, Chad. Nice to meet you. Howdy, howdy. You guys are, are becoming lokes on the show. Like, yeah. I love it. Special appearance. <laughs> What about um, like the Olympics now? That surfing's gonna be. You know that is, I think, the biggest like weird cloud right now because people don't know. Um, and I mean, I'm just outside looking in for <clears throat> snowboarding. Yeah. Like I feel like it didn't do great things for snowboarding, but yeah. it did great things for the athletes. Yeah. Exactly what I said, you right? Know? Yeah. I mean, I know, like, our social media guy, we had a meeting with a dude from NBC, like, a few months ago, and yeah. and kind of, it comes down to, for, for a brand, if you're even going to get any bit of play, it ends up being in the B-roll while they're competing. Oh, let's cut to this clip of Kanawa, right? And yep. you get this B-roll, and maybe you get some brand recognition there. And then in the post-interviews of, like, television, the 
morning shows, whatever, the news, like that's where you're going to get your play. But during the competition, it's kind of like a blackout time for people, brands. You can't really do anything. So Hmm. I think it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I love surfing no matter how you give it to me, whether it's friggin' two foot or 20 foot, it's, it's still surfing and I'm a fan of the game. So I'll take it. I think it's a great leap forward. Fernando's a freaking warrior for beating that drum as long yeah, as it yeah. yeah. Well, I think surfing is, you know, we always look at it as a lifestyle, um, as a culture, than just, you know, a competitive sport. And, you know, I think it's super sellable to, to the masses, you know, regardless of, like you said, what, whatever kind of involvement, if it's packaged right, you know, yeah. coming down to the beach and waiting eight hours to watch a couple guys get fives is not going to do it. But if, no. if they could, you know package it and, and promote it in a way that is entertaining, then it'll, it's a win-win. Yeah. The thing is, when the main mass media promotes surfing or something, it makes that, it, it grows that industry. Yeah. Right? Like, if you look back in the day when surfing was the Gidget days, right? Like, when Gidget came out, what happened to surfing? Blew up. It yeah. blew up. Baywatch. It well, blew up. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Backtrack a little bit. It was uh, what, what was I saying? It was uh, Gidget, and then Hollywood came out and did what? Um, well, not Hollywood, but Endless Summer. Yeah. Right. Like Endless Summer, pretty much made all surfers want to travel and be nomads because you know they well, saw they, it, they showed us it's out there it's out there go get it and and that created a buzz around the world and then when the, you know when I was working at Huntington Serpent Sport when Endless Summer 2 came out guess what happened the industry was blowing up again right yeah and then what happened to women surfing when Blue Crush came out yeah I mean True story. you know those are the things that you yeah. know, there's a cultural, a paradigm shift in the in the culture because of these mass media yeah. outlets, right? It like portrays it, and then boom. Well, if I, and hopefully that's what happens with the Olympics, and yeah. they and they present it well, and and it you know. Well, just like kickstarts our industry. I mean, I'm a big fan of snowboarding and skateboarding, and I watch those guys, and I'm just dumbfounded, amazed. I'm like, I mean, they're technically ballerinas. Yeah. Action, you know action just not wearing lycra yeah not wearing lycra and surfing you know and you know from another's perspective looking in it's like wow it's a beautiful it's just graceful it's cool but you know i think it really intrigues intrigues people like you know wanting to watch it more just how do you package it you know like that's how it comes down to you gotta you gotta be in in intimate it's all the b-roll it's all the (laughs) b-roll yeah there's nothing exciting about two dudes sitting waiting for a wave no yeah yeah well that's the thing about Kelly's wave, right? Like, yeah. you hear a lot of good and bad about it, but that cuts out all I think the, the bad comes from the people that haven't got to experience it. Yeah. Which, rightly so, you have a reason because you haven't. Oh, I hate that place. Right? <laughs> see? I, I see. I haven't Jay's been there. A, Jay's a hater. <laughs> but it's still surfing. I mean, you're up and riding on a board, and you're going to get barreled, and, you know, you could get barreled for... I don't know, a few hundred yards. It's, just, <laughs> it's surreal. It's surreal that you can make that, and it's. Yeah. I'm happy that I live in this time that it had like it's yeah. going down. Yeah, it's cool. 
fortunate many, I've got to do it. How many times have you surfed it? I don't even know. That's not Brad. Just like no, no, no. Only a couple. Asking. Only a couple. The first time I went, we all got two waves. It was me and and um, Fuzzy, Fuzzy, right? yeah, Fuzzy Riley Keenan and Travis Rice. Travis Rice flew into San Fran, like got a flight into Fresno and then met us there. Never even met Trav. Here we had this full circle. I'm Rad's dude ever. And uh, we all got two waves. And I'm like, man, I just drove four hours to get two waves for two waves. And blew them both. <laughs> blew them both. Had Rimana yelling at me, low, 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 go, 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 slow, slow, slow. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd low, slow, go. Yeah. It all sounds the same. Just boom, yard set. Stop pressuring me. And then I didn't get a scrap. And then I got a half wave at the end. I got to burn Keenan. But, I mean, it's like one of those things where you're just like, oh, my God, this is exists. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah, that It's going to be really f- interesting the next, you know, couple decades of, you know, wave... Cool. That whole experience of pulling up to the gate, right? And driving oh, yeah. through. It's Willy Wonka. And then you walk to the back and you see that 700 yard pool and then you see a perfect left coming at you, right? I'm, I'm Your mind is literally just like exploding. Like, how did this happen? How, this is amazing. The thing I that freaks me out is the left and the right. I mean, although they're, you know, subtle differences, they're basically the same. You're like, how they make it go that way and do that and then bring it the other way? It does that too. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> the bathymetry or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right? Then it's a little bit hollower though, right? Yeah. yeah. But then you go to Waco and it's like a whole different beast, right? It's like a fun beach break. Yeah. yeah. 54th and Sebastian on its best day. Yeah. And ever. you're just like, it doesn't have, it's like surfing a rip bank on a windswell. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of power, but it moves fast and it's so much fun. Yeah. 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 I got to try that place too. <clears throat> Super. So we, you, we briefly talked about foiling. Have you been doing some foiling? Uh, I tried. I have a foil. Oh, you have one? I got a Nash foil. Got it off Robbie Nash. Got to use one off him. Oh. <clears throat> and then had stamps like skin a blank. And uh, so I have like a six foot just double ender that's just, it's just a plug. And I wrote it five times. Maybe got up on the foil a few times but not like full, like proper foil. Yeah. yeah. And then tried to go left and tried to turn like just incrementally. Like we're talking like I like blinked an eyelash and that thing flipped on me and belted me so hard. Huh. And I'm like, I'm done. So I've hung it up. It's going to be a year coming up in a few months. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this thing another Yeah. Day. But I need someone with a ski to do a ski or a boat day. It's funny because you just <clears> flash <throat> back to you falling yeah. in front of the rocks six years you know it took you six years to get back yeah. on the no, horse again scarred. like i was i remember because fuzzy and i were like doing it at the same time and he had more sessions than i did and that thing hit me and i was like dude i am so dying so yeah. it just topples over like you well, curl and the the foil like just came out and like it literally out. like went it went the board went right and i went left oh, and then you're looking at like a, a blade you know 17 inch tomahawk shaft double-sided blade coming at you yeah <laughs> that's sharp aluminum and it's not good it's oh. so gnarly yeah but I'm, it's fun i mean challenging. It's, it's, you know what's great is that it's takes you back to being a kook and it's challenging and it makes you want to get better yeah so that's kind of the beauty of it that's the uptick it's like and then you know when you get good it's probably super fun yeah it looks super fun. some of those guys they just look like they're having such a blast and it's so smooth it's like flying right your kailini is doing like cartwheels and flips and <laughs> like cut back reverses to like a 
chop, pop, like yeah. rebound or whatever, you know, like an air rebound, like crazy. Looks amazing, but yeah, I haven't mm. tried it yet. Mm. I want to try it. You got any gaff helmets I could wear though? That's know? what I need actually. <laughs> some elbow pads. I need that, you know, I need that. Shin guards. Taking pictures too, because you freaking die. People want to kill you. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, is that when a hobby you, of yours? When you can make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 2012, I, I had knee surgery, so I blew my meniscus out. And then um, Sardellis was Chris Sardellis, great, longtime great friend, amazing photographer. He was my West Coast photographer for Quick at the time. And he was like, hey, man, like, I'll sell you my gear. Like, I think you'll be good at it. <clears throat> and um, so, uh, he sold it to me and then he's like, hey, let's go out. I'll show you how to use it. And we went and shot some shore break and it was like, all right, because he just got a new housing and he looked at his stuff. His stuff looked great. He's like, all right, let's see what the rookie got. And he was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Impressive. Here's your camera. Like, you're going to be taking money off my table. <laughs> Which it's just like, whatever. It's Are you, know. you are you selling your photos now? Yeah, I, I probably made 10 grand maybe all up in the size shot since 2012. Dude, that's great. Little, but pays, I, pays for the but hobby. I probably have spent more than that on yeah. stuff. You know, <laughs> housings aren't cheap. No, it's like, and it's just one of those things you get into, and you're just like, oh wait, I'm gonna upgrade. I'm gonna upgrade. And yeah. I'm like, wait, what am I doing this for? Like, I don't even freaking shoot photos. But wait, I shoot photos. No, I don't. But it's just fun. It's just something to do, and it kind of like for me, giving someone the gift of a picture of them because that's like for me if I get a great photo I'm like so stoked yeah so to be able to give that to my friends which is my favorite thing is shooting my friends I think it's it's a rad gift like yeah I stole your soul right here yeah I stole your soul look yeah because if you know how great it feels to get a photo right yeah exactly. and for you to be the guy giving them the great photo that's a, that's a good I I, uh, I got a water housing and in, in in camera and fisheye and you didn't do anything with it <laughs> no no i did and it was when i was on on like not really on tour anymore but i was traveling a lot just free surfing and video and um i take it everywhere with this and we got i got some shots and sold sold them to somebody to add killed it yeah that's fun. but it was fun to like be able to like take take photos and at the time they weren't digital as film so oh you're just what like an expensive nightmare yeah <laughs> but you're you know you're you're numbering it. You can't wait to go get it developed. And you're just like, oh, I wonder if there's a good one. I wonder if there's a good one. But like, you know, West Oz would be like tons of little like waves down in the corner where nobody was at. And yeah. it was fun. Get some shots. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. I like shooting fisheye and barrel stuff. Just yeah. Being yeah. in the mix and being right there. Like that's, that's what's fun about it. Yeah. You got a lot of great photos from Southside. Yeah. Yeah. My... I mean, I've had a lot of great mentors, you know, because I'm just self-taught scrub who bought a camera, basically. And uh, and Morgan Mawson, who's one of them, is an amazing photographer. He's just oh, yeah. like, you're the Clark Little of Seal. <laughs> but I'm like, man, those guys take way better stuff than I do. <laughs> Clark Little of sure. Seal. But it's fun. I mean, that's shooting shore breaks probably my favorite thing to do because you're in the water watching the sunrise basically getting barreled. Like, yeah. you can, can't go wrong. You're in the water. You're in your happy place. Yeah. Did you surf today? I did. Was it fun? Yeah, there's some swell in the water. I almost surfed twice, but the wind came up, which uh, killed my vibe. Yeah, winds. South side, north side? 
can't tell you. Secret spots. Same five to fifteen people every every day, Monday through Friday. That's good. It's, well, an, it's an anomaly. Yeah. Well, hey, we're at an hour and a half. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Chad Wells, thanks for sitting down with us today and telling us uh, some epic stories. Yeah, the man of many talents. Yeah, we're looking forward to maybe getting you back down here and talking about uh, the Maldives next time. <laughs> I'll send you a photo. Yeah. <laughs> Check my Insta feed. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a photo. Should um, be should be blue, clear, and hopefully not rainy. But the forecast looks bad for me, so I'm like, me and the wife will just get to enjoy. Yeah. Lots Anything of, you want to promote drinks. or mention or? Um, you know, I just if you're a local kid, just try to network your way into getting into the people that are running your board writers program. If your town has them, because it's a great program. There's like great people like Jay and Danny Nichols and Simpo and and involved in those clubs you know i'm the president for seal mikey riley is the vp and and we just have a lot of passion for it and and hopefully we can you know give you some knowledge to for our kids like i've seen the growth in our team so i think for all the aspiring little groms out there get involved in your board writers club you may not surf right away but the the level of involvement and the skill that you're going to be tapping into of the of your mentors is going to be an unsurmountable amount of freaking um, knowledge just knowledge that you're never going to be able to get if you're on your own yeah yeah you know and that's probably like one of the greatest things that those guys can pass down yeah i'm super excited about what uh West Coast board riders and East Coast board riders seeing what totally. they're going to bring, bring to the, our industry and our communities and our culture in the next couple of years. Yeah, and we're not going to like pull this uh, power, you know, pecking order rank and just, you know, <laughs> sandbaggy groms and no. tell you to beat it. We're going to actually be there to like help, you know, coach you, coach you through and get you exciting and excited and help work on, you know, your your level of surfing. And, and that's it. We yeah. Want, we want everybody to surf better. Yeah. You know, and then... Just not in front of me. Yeah, at, at 9 a.m. Because you should be in school. Yeah, yeah. And then if you haven't tried Fuax, give Fuax a try because the best guys in the world use it. And it smells amazing. It's really good and it's like cheating. I love See, it. I brought you guys some. That's Thank you. Fuax. Made in Brazil. It's authentic. Same owners, operators. The boys are just hardcore surfers and they just, same thing. They just want people to surf better. Are you the rep for it? Or? Um, I've just been doing stuff with them since like 2010. So yeah. I kind of helped distribute for the U.S. Sweet. So yeah, it's, it's been a fun You have a rep for it in the guys. U.S. or California? Um, sure. <laughs> it's, mostly, it's mostly online sales. So my okay. wife basically runs the business. Oh. So she's a stay-at-home mom with the two kids, so she kind of handles the online. And, That's cool. Uh, I just deal with the wholesale stuff. Yeah. Well, Other if you want to bring on reps, you got two right oh, here, bro. Look at you guys. Just, I just want to be on the flow program, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank Everyone you for says, having me. I don't know if I'm worthy compared to all of your other previous guests, but no. I'm just super stoked to come and chew the fat with you. Yeah, this yeah. has been awesome. We, we love it. We, we've learned a lot. Of, three yellow jackets. Yeah. We've learned a lot of stuff. I mean, we've been friends for freaking 20 plus years and I, I've, I've learned new stuff. And yeah. I think people would be interested in learning about Chad wow. Wells. A local scrub. Yeah. <laughs> come good. Cool. <laughs>
All right, we're, we're signing out. See you, Thank boys. you so much. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.